me whip. Watch me nay nay. Watch me whip. Whip. Watch me nay nay. Watch me whip. And watch me nay nay. Hey, Maddie. Hit that stanky leg. Hit that stanky leg. <laughs> What's that? That's the new song I'm playing all the time in my head and at work, too. There's always some new song. And watch me whip. And watch me nay nay. It's the best song of all time ever for the next two weeks. Weekend song, I can't feel my face. I can't feel my face when I make poos, and I love it. Tom Cruise did it on Lip Sync. He made poos? No, on uh, Jimmy Fallon, he did like Lip Sync. They did a whole thing though, didn't they? Did the Tom Cruise take my breath away? A Top Gun. Take my breath away. You've lost that love and feeling. Yeah, yeah. The one they do at the bar, in the bar scene. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I mean, Tom Cruise is a pro. Say, he's a pro. He's a pro. I want to watch Tom Cruise hit the nay-nay and watch him whip. All I'm right, going to do sure it. I'm sure he would do it. I do it at work all the time. I get tips. People throw me a little money when I hit my nay-nay. <laughs> I'm going to post a video on our on our YouTube. Watch it get the first thing that like blows up. <laughs> White guy does nay-nay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lento. I see you see Lento. Uh, I want to see the Rogue Nation. We're, we're going to see it this weekend. So I want to see the Nene and no. the Rogue Nation. Is it called Rogue Nation? No, it's called Rogue Nation. Is it called Watch Me Whip? Nope. That Rogue Nation? No way. No way. Well, that's good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Cleared yeah, that up. We cleared all that up for you guys. If you thought that uh, Tom Cruise is hitting the nay-nay in the Rogue <laughs> Nation, he's in fact not, apparently. Maybe he is. Maybe at the maybe end. At the maybe end. at the end, like, uh, what's it called? Tropic Thunder, when he does the whole ludicrous dance number awesome. as the Jewish agent. Yeah. Yeah, that would be funny. There's a whole dance sequence with all the cast of Rogue Nay Nation. <laughs> Rogue Nay Nation. Nay Nay Nation. I think it's going to be good. The reviews are really good. It looks really exciting. He delivers. He does. He puts his fucking like sold heart and soul, his Scientology heart and soul into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, we have some news to discuss. Yeah, there's some really like pressing news. This has just come to light as of yesterday. So with us doing the podcast today, we got to sort of address this fucking out and out because we kind of have our own little backstory with this mm-hmm. regarding this recent revelation in entertainment news i don't know if uh, any of you have heard if now you're hearing it here first that um channing tatum who's supposed to do his own unique original portrayal of the x-men character gambit has now recently allegedly backed out of the movie altogether Hmm. as the star maybe hanging on as a producer probably not Mm -hmm. but this is a big deal for him it was with his like creative partner producer guy they're doing it they were doing it together he's starring in it they signed some deal with the fucking fox x-men team these two people this man and this woman i I can't remember their names or know their names but it was a big fucking deal yeah and then they were supposed to start shooting in october and it just went from like this is a greenlit movie to I'm not doing this anymore at all. Why does it seem to happen all the time? Happens more, and I think we yeah. just know about it more Maybe. too. It's like with the you know the Sony fucking email leaks and stuff. True, yeah. The Amy Pascal and all this stuff. We just sort of know it's just sort of the thing you now. Like with the whole celebrity, everything behind the scenes. Like we all sort everything of everything gets leaked. Yeah, everything is leaked. It's so easy to leak. You just post someone posts a tweet with a fucking you know attached whatever image. Of this is the conversation they had. It's like, oh shit! Everyone well, and knows. then you have to go to press with it. Like as soon yeah. as something gets leaked, all of a sudden they have to take it back, take back that power, and release and it, release it properly, right? Yeah. And like this is our like when like the Donna Justice thing. It had yeah. someone release some like hacker in Argentina or like <laughs> fucking whatever you know Papua New Guinea is like had the footage somehow Guinea? is that what it was really <laughs> I don't know it's all like in Spanish subtitles and it was okay. like grainy on someone's like fucking camera phone and someone leaked that yeah. and it was the footage that when we've all seen like do you bleed everybody go find out it was and, a like, comic con trailer right it, I don't know it might no, have been last year's trailer. yeah it was last year's comic con trailer when they premiered it the footage and that somehow leaked and then literally the next day <laughs> Zack Snyder leaked or, like this year's comic-con trailer no no All this right. year's comic-con trailer is like a full trailer that was like a teaser 30 second oh, teaser trailer okay. the one they released this one shows uh what's her name who plays wonder woman wonder woman and then ooh, i'm trying to think of the woman like bonnie hunt or 
Hill. Oh no, Holly. Holly. Hunt. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah, she plays Bonnie who, Hunt. Who's Bonnie Hunt? Your name's Bonnie Hunt. No, Bonnie Hunt's awesome. She's cool. She's a comedic actress who had a talk show called the Bonnie Hunt Show, and she's a movie. She's a movie actress. So there is a Bonnie. There Hunt. is. There absolutely is. But her wow. and Holly Hunter could not be more different. Could not be more alike. That's pretty ridiculous. I always mix those two up oh, in conversation. Okay. All the Holly hunting I do, yeah. and all the Bonnie hunting That's like I do. Such a like your youth thing, not to know the difference between the two of them. I'm surprised. <laughs> just the fact that I know the two of them. <laughs> I know them enough to mix them up. Should flatter All them right. both. Right. <laughs> should, they should, should both be flattered both. by that fact. Or whatever. But yeah, so that was leaked. And then they instantly leaked. Yeah, Zack Snyder it. was like, here's the here's like the clear, unfucking, you know, like pixelated whatever Ding Dog footage. Ding Dog footage. Well, so speaking of Comic Con, because the whole Channing Tatum thing yeah. with us at Comic Con. Well, like we said in the last episode, we saw the whole X Men, well, it was the whole Fox panel. Yep. So it was uh, Deadpool, Fantastic Four, X Men, fucking uh, Victor Frankenstein, like all the movies. The Maze Runner. The Maze Runner. And then they did the whole sort of ending button of bringing all the superhero actors back out doing this giant fucking selfie with chris hardwick and then stanley comes mm-hmm. out and then channing tatum comes out with the fucking gambit haircut yeah. and a gambit shirt like hey guys what if i take the picture <laughs> eh, we're all buddies we're all buddies <laughs> yeah. let's have a little like smooch fest in front of the fans and they did that and so having us seen that live like that is like something we'll never see again now no, we have we i have the video of him high-fiving me yeah yeah as he walked out with a gambit shirt yes. on. We were right there. Came right up and slapped my hand. We, we saw the whole thing. Yep. And that was a big announcement. And then they put a, a sort of end, like a image on their giant projector screen. It had the X-Men Apocalypse logo, Fantastic Four logo, Deadpool logo. And then at the bottom, it had a Gambit X-Men logo. Mm-hmm. So like this was a go. This was a low go. Green light. It was going. Yeah. And so I ended up reading a bunch of comments on like the Reddit post. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of different like, sort of speculations and opinions and stuff but the, mo- the one that like most uh sort of i t- tend to believe and f- at least i found most interesting was um the same day or the day before chris pine announced that he will be playing steve trevor in the standalone wonder woman movie so what people have alleged to have said because the way they released that information they said he made the choice of playing Steve Trevor. Like, he chose between two options, and apparently those two options were to play either Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman universe mm-hmm. or play Hal Jordan in the Justice League and Green Lantern universe. And he chose Steve Trevor. And apparently he chose <laughs> he Steve Trevor. He chose to be Wonder Woman's, like, love like, boy. Like, help me, Wonder Woman. I mean, I'm a Save huge me. Wonder Woman fan, and I think he looks like a Steve Trevor. Yeah, you could do it. You Although, could you totally know, do it. Uh, Scott Eastwood was originally listed as Steve Trevor Well, he was movie. listed in fucking Suicide Squad, too, and, like, he's not in why, that well, either. Well, maybe he wasn't a big enough star for the part, you know? Of what, Steve Trevor? Yeah. I mean, he's Scott Eastwood, for fuck's sake. He's a loyal royalty of American but acting. But he, in his own right, isn't sort of super famous. A huge but he's super handsome, and he's like an all-American-looking guy. You know, he's a little young for Steve Trevor, though. Yeah, I guess so. But so, regardless, Chris Pine chose Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. What the reason was, I'm guessing, is that fucking multi-movie deal shit that they make you sign on for. Like he's probably mm-hmm. looking at Avengers like Chris Hev- Evans and Chris Hemsworth, where you're you're going to be there for twelve right. fucking years, man. You know, and so he's probably like, do I want to do that? And so if I take Steve Trevor, what is that? Two, three movies, maybe. You know, maybe True. four versus well, seven. I don't know. Who knows? But even if it is seven movies, it's such a sort of like it's a, it's side a peripheral, char- yeah, yeah, peripheral in, in character. Terms of the Justice League, yeah. And he's Kirk. And he's Captain Kirk in you know, the Star Wars. Like so he's, he's got that. that right. Yeah. So he's probably like, oh, I want to do other fucking stuff. Like, I don't blame him. He's at the top of his game. And the, the fact that he was given the choice shows you how much fucking faith they have in him and his brand. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked by that. Yeah, I am kind of shocked by that, too. And I'm kind of shocked that he didn't choose. I mean, who wouldn't want to play fucking Green Lantern? Fuck, the most yeah. powerful fucking, like, hey, the ring that. alone is the most powerful <laughs> object in the dc universe like it's the most powerful like it can harness the most power Mm -hmm. 
So to not choose yeah. that, I guess as a fan, but when you know when you're not a fan, I'm a fucking actor. You know, do I want to be? And he looks like Hal Jordan. Like I, he looks more like Hal Jordan than Ryan Reynolds does. Yeah, you know. Well- he looks like Steve Trevor too. He does, but and then so this is the thing. So people are saying now that it was probably a, a mix of things where a lot of people don't think Channing Tatum could pull off Remy LeBeau Gambit just off okay. of like why can he do the accent for ninety minutes? Mm-hmm. Can he? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a thick Cajun accent, yeah. and like he did live in Louisiana, I guess, for a few years growing up. But that doesn't mean much because I think he actually grew up and went to high school in Oklahoma and Alabama, mm-hmm. so he's from that sort of area. So maybe he could do it. Another thing is he—we've never seen him with facial hair on camera except for Jupiter Ascending when he had like a faggy blonde goatee and that was fucking bullshit. It looked like stupid bullshit. That's makeup if he can't like they I don't can know. Do that. I, maybe they, they can, can do that. that but it's, it's like business. it's a lot of stuff like these little things that people are bringing up where it's like and like is he a good enough actor to like fucking yes. after spearhead seeing, after seeing Fox Catcher, I have to say he's a good enough actor. Yeah, I would agree with that. And but it's like it's it's one of those things where Gambit is such a secondary character in the X-Men universe. And okay. a lot of people cited that, that a standalone Gambit movie, outside of fanboys and fangirls, they wouldn't show up unless it was Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. necessarily. Because Taylor Kitsch played Gambit in X-Men or- or, uh, Wolverine Origins. Right. I remember that, yeah. And like, sort of to mix reviews, like, yeah, it whatever. Because okay. the movie was Nothing only okay. Remarked, yeah, but, they, right. but they didn't do much with that character. No, they didn't. Uh, in any ways. And so. it didn't really look like the comic book or look like the original cartoon. He didn't have the accent. And he didn't really have the accent yeah. at all. So there's a lot of things like that. And basically people saying, like, could he have fucking carried this movie to be a success or would it have been like the biggest flop of x-men or the whole you know marvel yeah, universe hard. he's got juice though he's i mean the audience juice. lost their minds when he walked out yeah it was unbelievable so i did i was like holy fucking shit yeah and, and just because of everyone else being there and then he shows up with the gambit shirt like this is fucking happening and like i am i would love to see a gambit movie or uh-huh. just gambit in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. In like the Which larger. Too late for, right? it, and they've also said that now that's too late for him to be in that or to have even a Gambit character because they're saying they didn't have Gambit in Apocalypse because Channing Tatum was planning to do the standalone movie. Ooh, this is really disruptive. It's, when you it's think extremely about it. disruptive. Wow. So they could have had him by some like new guy, new uh-huh. actor. And that's what some other people have said. Like just cast an unknown who's a really good actor and maybe from Louisiana and just hasn't gotten his or shot a yet. Or a Brit. <laughs> a Brit Brits that'll just. Nail the accent, yeah. yeah. Why not? Why fucking not? You know. And so, unless you're like, you know, buying American cars, like no, America, you know, that's your stance. But yeah. regardless, so what people are like building up to believe is that Channing Tatum like got the script. Or maybe the budget was too low. The script probably sucked because it was written by Go Figure, the guy who wrote the new fucking RoboCop, the RoboCop reboot. Oh, you know boo. the one with the horrible fucking script. Horrible. Why would yeah, they hire that guy? And thing. it also didn't make any money. Yeah. By the way. Why would they give that guy like a big a big job? But they do. That's like that old way of the studio system. People sign on for deals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not happening anymore. Things have dramatically changed. But, but I, I think that. Still there's, there's leftovers of, right, that, of old that whole old system. And so what people are saying is that they had a they had a timeline. Channing Tatum and his production company probably wanted to have their own timeline. Mm-hmm. They read the script. They're probably like, this sucks. We don't want to go into production with this. And then Marvel uh, or a, a Fox X, whatever, Marvel Fox was like, fuck you. We're mm-hmm. shooting in October. We're not pushing this back anymore. It had a release date in next wow. year. And so there was a button head. And so he was probably like, and then I'm sure he had this back burner deal with DC of like, hey, you know, Chris Pine, we gave him these options, but depending on what he chooses, we would want you for this character. And to be quite honest, I could see Channing Tatum doing justice to a Hal Jordan portrayal. So you're saying that he's going to now get Hal Jordan. He's going to be Green Lantern. Or that's a speculation. That is a fucking buzz. That huh. is a buzz uh, notion. There's nothing to confirm that. There's nothing to deny it. But so we're being like CNN right now. Yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun because nobody's listening, and it's not about ISIS or about fucking yeah, Donald true. Trump. So, but I feel like that's a fucking realistic scenario where it's like, like he gets a call from he's like Chris Cho, Steve Trevor, Chris Toast, Chief Trevor, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna be Hal Jordan. Yeah, Fuck this well. Gambit shit." Because a lot more is riding on him as Gambit. 
with his production company, yeah, with yeah, him true. as a star yeah. actor, because he'll probably get to do a Justice League movie first before he does a standalone Green Lantern movie. So he'll test the waters as Green Lantern mm-hmm. in a Justice League film. And then after that, get to be in his own standalone Green Lantern movie, which is produced by cool. Scott Snyder and like the whole team that is, you know, running the universe, you know? Yeah, I mean, frankly, somebody big should be or Green Zack Lantern. Or Zack Snyder. Yeah, somebody big should be Green Lantern. Somebody big. It's a big, big thing. And I could see him in that fucking Green Lantern uniform with the eye mask and stuff. I feel like he yeah, could do that. Yeah, I could see that. And he could also play Guy Gardner Green Lantern if he doesn't play Hal Jordan, which I don't even know if they're going to bring well, him into. Well, they're this, saying this on, like, they've, they're have they calling the character Hal Jordan in the... But that means nothing necessarily. No, and I, I I think they will. But I mean, if they were to bring other Green Lanterns into the story, if they mm-hmm. did like a John Stewart Green Lantern, where it's like a black character, they might want to bring in another black character outside yeah. of Cyborg for the Justice League, which they could do. Which, they well, they do have a Cyborg character. They do, but yeah. I mean that that's one you know African American character, right. you know. And there's and that's it. Then that's right. it. You know. So if they were to bring in a John Stewart. Green Lantern, it'd be another like black actor to cast, yeah, Tyrese which is nice. Was pushing, pushing that. hard was for like, that, right? Yeah, really. He had like fan art of himself in that character and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's shit. It wouldn't be a bad fucking gig for him. It'd he just came a off a giant franchise, biggest franchise. It beat Avengers. Did you hear that? Fast Five, Fast Seven, or whatever is like now surpassed the Avengers. Are you serious? So it's now Avatar, Titanic, Fast Seven. What? Yeah, yeah, dude. So, like, Tyrese has been a part of big franchises, you know? Holy shit. Yeah, dude. That's insane. It's insane. That franchise is that popular. It's so popular. It went from, like, cornball racing movie to, like, giant action franchise. One of the biggest franchises all time. Of all time. time. Of all time. Far and away. Yeah, so... Wow. Yeah, so Channing... So, that's what it looks like. And to be honest, it's probably a better thing for Channing Tatum's career. Like, if that Gambit movie failed, it would be his production company that went with it. It'd Mm -hmm. be him carrying it by himself. I don't think it would have. I think people would have showed up for that movie. No one showed up for Jupiter Ascending. And nobody showed up for Magic Mike 2. That's true. Nobody showed up for that movie. And, like, great, it's not a superhero movie, but it was had a huge push. Like, huge industry marketing marketing push. And it fucking sunk we were i read this thing about like the three sequels that sunk this summer and it was mm-hmm. terminator genesis ted 2 and magic mike double xl and all three could, of them were flops you could sort of throw entourage in there just because it's a franchise it's a spin-off yeah, yeah a spin-off. or not we're not spin-off but and that was a bomb and that fucking bomb too yeah. and those are mark Wahlberg's two big movies this year yeah. or of the summer at least which yeah so you weigh in channing tatum is he will he be green lantern He's definitely not going to be Grambit. Grambit. Grambit? <laughs> he definitely won't Grambit. be Grambit. He definitely won't be I Grambit. The character we've Grambit. Grambit. My name is Grambit. <laughs> yeah, well, he might. Yeah, but it's, it didn't say for sure. It's like. Okay. So all of this is speculation. Speculation. But it is Focus. it is fun to talk about. It sure is. Especially well, having seen him come out. Like he was doing stuff. Like he I guess he did like Creole accent on Ellen. There's a clip of them like did doing he? the accent and stuff. Yeah, he's building up to all this, right. man. So to back out like that's kind of a big fucking deal. Well, also for the fact that we saw it and it was so huge. Yeah, it was and happening. Now it's not happening. It's just kind of It's pretty cool. Yeah. Super like it's Hollywood cool. story. From yeah, from our perspective, we it's saw like, it. What? Like, this is happening, and then, like, a month later, this is not yeah, happening. Yeah, We're like, what? We saw all this, like, Hollywood stuff. Uh, Hollywood fun. missteps are kind of fun. Well, speaking of superhero uh, franchises, another Marvel one that we did not get to talk about yet, but we saw, and it's been out for a couple weeks now, is Ant-Man. We saw the movie Ant-Man. Yes, we did. And we had high hopes going into this film because we like Paul Rudd. Yeah, we like Paul Scrudd. The trailer made it look freaking very cool well yeah that was the thing because i remember when they announced the movie i was like whatever and then i read the article in entertainment weekly and then i saw the preview and i'm like actually this could be really fucking fun and a different spin on a marvel movie it's a mm-hmm. lesser known character the actual like clips they showed of him as the size of an ant and like mm-hmm. the scale they were able to capture looked really fun it looked like a really cool movie to see in theaters yeah and it's it sort of like less taking itself seriously marvel movie right not that any of them take themselves very seriously. No, they don't. But, uh, 
it was yeah so i had i ended up going from like yeah i don't really care to like yeah actually this will be a lot of fun you know and then and then then seeing it and sort of bottoming out and like sort of plateauing of yeah that was a movie i saw yeah Yeah. it was okay paul rudd did his justice as that character he got his hand to him it's not easy to go become a superhero you know after being comedic actor romantic comedy guy for a whole career pretty much going in to be fair this portrayal of this character scott lang is sort of a lovable loser anyway he's mm-hmm. a, not exactly like freaking thor you know he's not fucking you know king of the universe which is reason. fine i mean i think which is fine, i, I think the problem with this particular film was the script like many things are the problem that's the problem with many things it, it the story well a couple things the villain wasn't that interesting yeah we read there's been a couple articles and posts about how marvel needs a better class of villains mm-hmm. and it's kind of true it's like how many times can you have loki try to take over the universe yeah and then outside of that who do you got and then people are like saying like name another one you know it's like red skull for captain america one yeah he's also a nazi well it's hydra i guess and then and then there's besides like thanos and loki and, and like, like in other words name one all the other ones and I like think- ronin from guardians the blue guy Ronan. Yeah, I don't know that I honestly could. I There's mean, There's not many. There's Ultron, you know. Ult well, but that would probably be one of the ones they say besides, besides Ultron, Ultron, Loki and Thanos. Name, name one. one. Yeah. yeah. And you can't like Jeff Bridges from Iron Man 1. Who what's Man the name two. of his character? But you have to name the character, yeah, right? Not the not the actor. Yeah. I could name the actors who played sure. the villains, but not the character. And then there's like that evil elf from Thor two. Like I don't even know that character's, I don't know name. That character's I f- name. Not that memorable. Not at not all. that really memorable. You know. So then here, Corey Stoll is just such an archetypal role. Corey Stoll, who plays Yellow Jacket, when he becomes when he villain, develops his own. Yeah, he, yeah, he basically develops his own ant-man technology mm-hmm. which he then calls yellow jacket from hank pym michael douglas that was his mentor and like abandoned him midway because he was too much like me you're too much yeah, like me. he's yeah yeah so that i mean dingy so donkey the just to sort of recap the story so paul rudd's character is in jail for basically putting behind uh a Bernie Madoff kind of guy behind revealing. For, for revealing all his bad deeds and yeah. taking all his money and giving it. He's a Robin Hood of sorts. He's, he's a hacker a, Robin Hood. He's like a yeah, a contemporary Robin yeah. Hood where like he it hacked into his whatever accounts and released all the funds back to the people. And yep. A lot of people look up to him, but he has a lot to do his time. And, you know, and he burgled and he's like, I'm not a robber. I'm a burglar. Bur- you know, robbery is, is violent crimes. Right. The intent of violence where burglary is just, you know, stealing. And like, that's nice. That's a nice de- yeah. differentiating. And he is a kid and he's lost custody of the daughter. Yeah. His ex-wife doesn't want him to be around. And so he's got... He well, comes and then out, the ex-wife has a cop boyfriend, cop Bobby Carnavale. Yes, Carnavale, yeah. and uh, so that's another like a lot of it was very like typical fair. Yeah, like, and not high stakes per se, but typical fair. And he's got these buddies not that even typical are kind fair, of just typical fair for like cons. an action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has oh, this yeah. sort of like band of dinguses yeah. that are like low grade <laughs> Ti and like Ti, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ti's in it, and you know Michael Pena. Is one like his Who's sort of awesome. like lovable dingus guy right. who is, plays one of his sort of like robbery mates. What do you call that? Yeah, who who was his cellmate and he dra- they're crime. trying to drag him back into doing one last theft. job. Yeah, and they do, and it turns out to be this elaborate setup from Michael Douglas to get him to steal the suit to see if he can do it. Yeah, because Michael Douglas wants him to become the new Ant-Man because he's too old because they show Michael Douglas. They do a flashback where him, Hank Pym was wearing the suit in like during the cold war or Mm -hmm. whatever. And and then then they abandoned the technology because Michael Douglas like, this is too dangerous and this can't get into the wrong hands. His wife dies wearing a suit. You find that out later. And that's why he probably probably abandons. Yeah. yeah. And And he has a daughter Evangeline Lilly, who's kind of at odds with, him and pretends to be on the side of Corey Stoll. And yeah, Corey Stoll is basically like smarmy, smug white guy with hidden agenda. It's like you've seen it a million times. Bald, also bald, Mm -hmm. which is funny because he is bald in real life. But he has like so many different characters. And he's a great actor. It's just like it's very like played straight on. Mm -hmm. You are a smug, white collar bad guy. Yeah. Scientist. 
ego. Who feels wronged yeah, wrong. somehow. Right. And so that motivates and him to a sociopath too. Yeah. He's a narcissist. Narcissist. And, yeah. All those things. Yeah, it's the same same stuff. Yeah. And and so I mean the sequences where he is shrunk are pretty cool. There's some cool ac- action sequences. Yeah, cool like action little montages of him training and him becoming and like learning to harness the power of the suit mm-hmm. and you know because she explains it whereas you know when you become that small you be, your force is so concentrated you can you're like a bullet you could like basically like punch through someone kind of thing right or if you don't hit time it right you're like a fly you know yeah. you could just be swatted out of the air so you have to sort of learn how to channel shrinking and growing and growing and shrinking and stuff like that and it's interesting and it's it is interesting. cool it's cool it's cool when he goes underground with the ants the first time yeah. and then he bursts out of the grass because he panics and mm-hmm. like comes out and he's like large but yeah, stuck yeah. in the lawn you know in their yeah. lawn and just like using because he does harness and control ants that is a part it's not uh-huh. just ant-man isn't just a reference to him being able to shrink he actually can control different types of ants mm-hmm. and he has there's like we that, find out there are many different types of ants which is one of the things i thought was interesting actually yeah because i hadn't i didn't realize how many different types of ants yeah, the carpenter ant and the fire ant and yeah. there's that like electric impulse yeah ant, ant that he can control and he ends up using the different ants for different you know situations purposes, and yeah. purposes and there's the flying ant which is the carpenter ant. he mm-hmm. rides one of them you know into battle and stuff dies. and then dies and he named yes, it antony because yeah. that's funny yeah <laughs> because that's funny <laughs> funny and clever. yeah there's i mean there's stu- none of this stuff you haven't seen before no. in terms of the storyline and i feel like i said if the story itself felt like a sort of small scale like no pun intended uh-huh. but it's like you're either they're either at hank pym's house michael douglas's house right. or they're at the research center or or that's it yeah and, very, or the house yeah there aren't a lot of locations oh and then he fights falcon and it's funny because right. he goes up he against goes Falcon, who is oh yeah, he goes to Avengers headquarters to get some piece of technology they need to break through this whatever safe that's at Corey Stoll's mm-hmm. fucking headquarters or whatever. And uh, he fights Falcon, and it almost seems like to lower the stakes because he fights an already sort of like B level Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like this, this B fight. Yeah, right. This yeah, movie. <laughs> and the only one that like, that Ant Man could respectively like take on, right? Be, like in a one on one. One fight, yeah. you know, especially as he's not super acclimated <laughs> to his new powers. Yeah. And so just that fight in, it, in itself was kind of cool, but then also kind of like, eh, yeah. I guess that's cool. I guess that's Watching cool. these it would two, like, cooler to see him fight Captain America. Well, because it kind of lowers his stock in a way where yeah. it's like... I thought Ant Man's supposed to be this cool standalone thing. It's like you might as well just put him in Avengers three, kind of, right. to give him his own movie. Well, they set it up for him to be. Oh, he's in the totally going to be Captain in Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, because they did two uh, closing credit scenes in mm-hmm. this. One where Evangeline Lilly's character, no spoilers, becomes the Wasp, which is basically like her mother, uh-huh. whose suit, and he has a whole new suit that he had made for some woman, and yeah, turns yeah. out it was for you this whole time. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, enough with the serendipity stuff. Yeah. You know? It's like, you made her the suit, okay? You know? And so, yeah. yeah, and so she will be her character. I'm sure she'll be in the new Avengers movie with them, and they're a couple. And She was, I mean, you know, I was a fan of hers in the, as uh, uh, Tariel, and I was a fan of hers in lost and uh she's kind of unremarkable in this film she they don't i think they don't use her that well no the part's not that great it's like you're gonna have a black bob haircut in a fucking yeah, business what's suit bob thing they did that with jurassic world and the, go I mean, and it's like that's yeah, your that's, that's pretty much your character yeah. so that look that you have that is all you're that's gonna all be you're doing gonna do. like that's it just gonna look everything that that look entails yeah. which is not much there's no. not a lot of range they went on Maybe there'll be more for her in the next, but... Yeah, as when she gets her own suit and she starts... Can you? She teaches Paul Rudd out of punch. And yeah, Do whatever. a fucking arm barge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then there's that whole sequence, because Michael Pena is kind of the comic relief. Well, the three yeah. of them are. There's these kind of like three doofus criminals, small-time right. criminals. They live in an apartment together. And yeah. the whole Baskin-Robbins sequence where he works at, he gets a job at Baskin-Robbins. Yeah, and then the fucking guy's manager finds out that it was a criminal background. And he's like, so, yeah, that's so cool. And Paul Rudd's like, oh, good, good. He's like, but I got to fire you. Yeah. It's like sort of doofy joke. 
jokes, yeah. like really like joke standard stuff. And then Michael Pena, these whole he has there's these sequences which really reminded me of an episode of Drunk History because it cuts to he's explaining like how he found out oh, about the job oh, and how right. he's explaining out about of the course. and it's very Drunk History. And I mean yeah. that's that's has been done in other movies but mm-hmm. of most recent like drunk history kind yeah, of does yeah. that like that's the whole fucking premise of the show where they have other people and they have the original guy speaking and the other people acting Are, it out yeah, as they're, they're cutting it but the other guy's voice is coming out of their and mouth. it's the other guy's voice yep. and it's the other, the other guy's sort of like mannerisms and yeah, ad libs yeah. that sort of give it that own right. sort of personal spin and they do that and it's sort of like really I don't know. They do it twice, and it's, it's kind of jive. Cheesy. It's a little cheese. And it's going to date this movie dramatically. It will too, because it's that's going to be a timestamp. A thing where it's like, yeah, remember that old gag that yeah. everyone was doing? <laughs> it seems. And it's old like, now. so I said to Hector, like, "What's up, fucker?" And he, yeah. and it's like, and he's like talking. And then Hector talked to like Louisa, and Louisa like knew a guy that is a mover, and he went to this guy's house, and there's a safe, and so yeah. he went back to me, and he said, "Hey, I was at the softball game, and blah blah blah." He's like, "You know a guy that robs safes, don't you?" And then he told me to come and talk to you paul rudd you know yeah well and by the way they did that notions 11 way back when yeah they, they did, did that it oceans 11 shorty they like they this yeah. is like an old it's been thing. done it's been done and michael pena he gave it his own spin and michael pena is a pro you know but it's just you know it's i don't know it's kind of a little toy stuff you yeah know? it's kind of toy ass stuff toy ass stuff I, I mean i'm glad it made money i like paul rudd i won't give it more than really like a seven i give it like seven seven and a half yeah because there are some really cool sequences when they fight and they're shrunk when he fights yellow jacket but it is really only one fight sequence at the very end mm-hmm. and it's in his daughter's room so that whole like yeah. train set thing which is kind of a cute idea yeah where they're this big and it's like a Duh, train right, and then right. it pulls back and it's like you know that whole thing yeah but the coolest part for me was like you could have been tripping on fucking acid or mushrooms when he goes into like hyper oh yeah when he shrinks to like smaller than a molecule, smaller than an atom, and stuff like that. I which forget is which where the, the term wife is. had died and like she, ended up, and that's yeah. where Corey Stoll ends up too. Uh, he just ends up in like no, he ends eternal. up in a fly swat. No, no, no. They show him at the end in a fly swat. No, no, that was the first time they met. That was their first encounter, and then they go back in the little like uh, electro bug zapper thing. Uh-huh. That's not that's not where it ends. It ends with him shrinking because Paul Rudd fucks with his little uh, regulator on his belt. Because uh-huh. no, Paul Rudd shrinks to the uh, size of a small ding dong and goes into his like back piece and fucks up all his like you know mechanics and in, inside, and then he f- ends up shrinking Corey Stoll into like infinite. Uh, shrinking whatever and then he does the same thing and he has one of those little like weapons that hank pym makes and he attaches it to his regulator and it makes him big again yeah because you remember he's sure it ends with him in the fly no it doesn't it absolutely doesn't i'll bet you a 500 (laughs) fucking thousand dollars that it does not all right it doesn't because that's where he ends up getting and he doesn't end that's where he ends up staying and he's like because uh, that's when Bobby Carnavali and the other officer they arrest Hank or they arrest Scott, uh, Paul Rudd's character, and he's like, "No, we have to go back to that house because there's like a dangerous. Like, I have to stop mm-hmm. this guy, and he's in the fly swatter thing, and he's stuck, and he's just like unconscious." And then he gets taken back to jail, and then he gets like released or whatever, and and then they meet again because okay. that's when he no no what happens is they're driving back in the car and they get a call. And it says, "Oh, we have trouble at blah 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 address." And he's like, "That's my house." Right, and, he gets and they out turn of the car, back. Yeah. So in that that that's that is just when he subdued the first time. Corey okay. stole the yellow jacket, and then he, they meet again, and they have that the final batter's in the kid's bedroom. Right. And that's when they fight, and he ends up shrinking infinitely. Because I knew that's how they were going to do it when Michael Douglas's character explained that process. Uh-huh. Like, you can't fuck with the regulator. You'll shrink and you'll never be able to unshrink and you'll just but keep shrinking and shrinking But that he did unshrink himself, which is cool. Which is fine. Yeah, fine. Which is okay. Which is okay. Which is fine. So is there going to be a sequel for this movie? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it made enough money to warrant it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be, though, because it's not that interesting no well they did that second button where it's captain america and falcon and uh it's hey they have winter soldier and his arm like stuck on some giant like fucking industrial metal press oh yeah and and then he captain america walks in falcon anthony mackie's character and uh he's like yeah what do we do with this guy and 
Falcons was like, I know a guy that can fix this. Oh, and it's right. like and Winter it's, Soldier. About him, yeah. yeah, and so they have to bring in Ant Man to fix Winter Soldier. Eh, that might be cool. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be cool. That movie, yeah, it's like a seven five. Yeah. It was fun to see in theaters, but it was fun to see. It's kind of unremarkable. It is and it never mm. really picked up at any point outside of just sort of kind of fun and cheeky. Yeah. You never look. felt like, wow, this is cool. I mean, I, yeah. I really thought it was going to be more exciting and awesome than it yeah, was. Yeah, I thought it was a bit more punched up a little than it was. Yeah. Even though the, the shrinking sequences pretty are cool. pretty cool. We're going to talk about a couple things that uh, we've each been watching on via streaming. Um, although this is actually a BBC show, but it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. It's uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, based on the book by Susanna Clark. Eddie Marson, he's a well-known British character actor. You've seen him in a million things. He's on Ray Donovan. He plays Terry Donovan. He's uh, He was in The World's End. He was in Sherlock Holmes. Jack and the Giant British, Slayers. British actor. And uh, there's three main actors in it that are just on the level of freaking greatness. Well, and you said it was like better than Sherlock. Which I think that the like, acting, what? I think the acting is absolutely on par. I think the story is the story is intense. It's a seven-part British historical fantasy uh, set in England during the Napoleonic Wars, the beginning of the 19th century. Uh, it presents itself as kind of as an alternative history where magic is widely acknowledged but really practiced. And uh, the two title characters. Uh, Mr. Norrell and Jonathan Strange are both very different magicians uh, who one's kind of the Norrell is the one who's read all the books and taught himself magic but has no real talent for it and but he's learned and Jonathan Strange is the kind of wild like wild one who fell into it and turns out to be brilliant and has like a really innate talent for it and they're a bit of at odds with each other. And then there's this really cool fairy character named the gentleman who's I, I, it's it's in complex it's kind of for smart people for sure. It's, it's fantasy. It's kind of for smart people. Yeah, obviously not me. It's it's fantasy, very definitely magic fantasy like Harry Potter but but of a much different era. It's kind of darker. The characters are really meaty and well if you feel like it's been a franchise forever. So I, I highly, highly recommend that. You kind of have to get through three episodes to to see the value of it. And it's complex. It's definitely complex. The book is very complex. And putting this into a series was really pretty remarkable. So I have to say it's one of the my favorite things I've seen in a long time. Cool. I dare you to watch it. Nope. That cool. doesn't work on me. No, I mean you would like it. By the way, I'd probably like it. Yeah, you would. I like starting these shows. I don't really care. <laughs> That's not true. Well, what do you got? What do you got? Nothing. Yeah, you have one. Just went outside, bought some coffee, had a drink. No, you have the bought some beers. You have something you saw on Netflix, I believe. Well, I did see a new thing on Netflix, I and, believe. And what was it? I saw two new comedy specials. Yeah. Yep. Well, actually, three. I mean, I've been watching. They've just posted a whole bunch of new stuff. Jim Norton's new uh, hour special called, like, Adequately Inadequate or something. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. And it's stuff I'd seen him do live over the past couple years, maybe, I'd say. And uh, it came together really nicely. And he's a smart guy, man. He has a really, you know, smart, intelligent, fucking really sort of different perspective on a lot of current stuff he does a whole bunch of stuff on cosby and mm -hmm. how he was overweight how he lost weight he does a bunch of stuff on um he's really big on opie and anthony and anthony kumea oh, okay. who, who got ended up getting fired over this sort of racial oh thing. right and okay he explains it and does a bunch of really uh, yes. funny bits about it you know uh-huh and uh yeah he's a fucking pro he's probably one of my favorite guys to watch live because he, he he sort of comments on his stuff as he's doing it like ah that joke doesn't have a proper ending and mm -hmm. oh that that didn't hit right you know so he's like always tweaking he's like super like hypercritical of himself which mm. i appreciate with people because i'm fucking like that with myself to like a fault you know what yes, i mean so are. when I, I like watching guys do that and then be genuinely like critical of themselves mm -hmm. and then get better you know what i mean mm -hmm. and make it better and fix it you know what i mean yeah not just do it for like a cheap laugh 
And so that was really good. And then something that I really, really enjoyed, which I felt was um, really fucking intelligent and uh, just a good idea for a special, I guess Louis C.K. also produced it, was Todd Berry's new special called Crowdwork. And it's just, he goes, it's seven cities, and he pieces together uh, of the seven shows all the sort of best moments of what is essentially just an hour or 45 minutes of crowd work. He Mm -hmm. goes up completely unprepared, has no real prepared jokes. It's all improvised. And he just sort of picks people out of the crowd. And then they, he actually like, they have a crew, whatever member hand that person a microphone Mm -hmm. and he just sort of questions them for a few minutes and just plays off of it. Yeah. And it's like, it's crowd work. It's crowd work. And so, and then they take it, they do uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, uh, Anchorage, Alaska. It's the last tour date. And God, it really made me like laugh out loud. The, the way really? his delivery. And cause like a lot of times standup specials, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that's funny, but I'm not laughing out loud. Like yeah, this. I never re- get through them. All yeah. The I mean, a lot of them on Netflix, most, if you look at the ratings, they all have like one star, yeah. one and a half stars. And it's like real comics, like real, prof- it's not like mm-hmm. who the fuck's this guy? It's like, no, these are all fucking successful comedians and their specials. Like, I don't know. They just don't translate Yeah. sometimes. And, but then this is an exception and I would recommend anyone watch it. Cause I was laughing out loud with just the way he questions these people and gets them like what they do for a living, especially the people in Portland and Seattle with these sort Why? of like half jobs because oh. <laughs> they all are like these hipsters that are like yeah, i'm in uh you know internet marketing and so it's like <laughs> so you tweet for a living <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> you know the one guy it's so funny he works for like a soda a gourmet soda company what? you know what i mean yeah it's just the way todd barry just fucking just tears it all apart man it's so funny with his delivery funny. and like that facial expression he keeps that fucking poker face he has mm-hmm. while he's like talking to talking to people and like getting them getting this information out of them it's yeah. so funny and he's so just sort of like quietly judgmental like <laughs> softly judgmental of everyone that he talks That's to awesome. it's so funny like you have to watch it it's an hour yeah, okay. and it moves quickly because he's going it's all these different cities it's not just one shot one location uh-huh. one static shot you know and that was it just it's just really fucking funny man like i, I don't want to say anymore and it's hard to like convey yeah no crowd i'll work. check it out everyone should you all should it's free on netflix it's probably one of the funniest stand-up specials i've seen in fucking years like actually on recorded not live you know really what I mean? yeah all fuck right. yeah it is it's so funny i couldn't stop laughing it just really out loud laughing to myself cool which feels good and then the tignataro special which came out which is actually more of it's it's not a stand-up special necessarily it's a it's a documentary about her struggles in the, over the last three years mm-hmm. with her loss and her disease and cancer and she i don't want to you know give it all away but she went through a fuck of a lot and Mm -hmm. i used to see her at the club a good amount you know from like 2010 to 2012 she Mm -hmm. was always around and then i just stopped seeing her perform there Mm. and and then you you, i watched you watch this and it totally fills in the blank and you're like Uh. fuck me like that's why she wasn't around god jesus christ and then i heard as she was gone that like louis ck is releasing this special of hers and i didn't know the story behind it but Mm -hmm. this tells everything and whether you know tignataro or not you should she's definitely like probably one of my favorite comics and female comic or comic you know what i mean yeah she definitely is like far and away she has this dry deadpan confidence that like she's in no rush Mm -hmm. she doesn't she doesn't you know what i mean like she doesn't let the crowd sort of move her along or anything it's she's very interesting to watch live and once you find out like this this what she's been through the last three years to still be doing Uh stand-up and to still be alive just to be alive that she's still alive okay yeah for real well, and she's apparently got an Amazon Prime series coming out too. This that's that's the thing. This whole like last three years of like loss and fucking heartbreak has begotten like probably like just put her in the biggest place in her wow. career, wow. Well, which is very her. interesting. I mean, that's what life is so strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she has an Amazon Instant show, and it's being produced and written by CK Lucy K. Oh. That's hey, cool. Yeah, and someone another really big writer. I can't remember who it is, but it's someone that you'd all know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you know, respect to Tig Nataro and go watch that Tig documentary. Just it's called Tig T I G. It's on Netflix. Very very good. So there's some other news uh, in the world of 
Dingus? Killing Joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So, if you hadn't heard, they announced at Comic-Con when they premiered the Justice League Gods and Monsters uh, new film. Mm. They confirmed that there's going to be a animated live version. Not live, but animated uh, short of The Killing Joke, which is a huge deal. And it's really exciting. If you haven't read it, you should read it. It's the sort of like consummate uh, sort of premier origin storytelling of the Joker. Mm. And the Mark Hamill has signed on to do the voice again. If you didn't know that, Mark Hamill has done the voice of the Joker for like 20 something years. Yeah. 21 years, something Which like that. Is so people don't even realize that. Like he, that no. he's had this whole career doing that. Uh, long after Star Wars fame. And it is Luke Skywalker who's been doing this Joker voice. And not only did he do it for Batman, the animated series, mm-hmm. but he did it for the Arkham game series. All of them, except for Arkham origins. Uh-huh. Cause it's supposed to, it's a prequel. So it's, she wouldn't be the same voice. So they got Troy Baker who did the voice of, uh, Nathan Drake on uncharted. Oh, okay. And Booker DeWitt on, uh, what's that? Bioshock. Mm-hmm. So he does the, well, he's a big voice in gaming and on, uh, Voice animated stuff, voiceover yeah. stuff and so he did the joker for arkham origins but mark hamill hamill did the, vo- the joker for arkham asylum and arkham city mm-hmm. you know so he, he has quite the legacy and he's really put his stamp on it like he is he's the voice of the joker That's so cool because there's a lot of really respected voice actors that have done the joker like troy baker like john dimaggio uh-huh. uh like Kevin Michael Richardson, uh-huh. and they've all done their own like version of the Joker. But like Mark's Hamill's sort of duration of doing it, mm-hmm. plus his sort of like uncanny ability to just really capture like the fucking persona of that character. Wow. And so for cool. him to do the like killing joke is is it's unprecedented. The fact that they're actually doing a fucking animated version of it of that comic book is insane for fans. Cool. We'll stay tuned for that. And I mean, we didn't really get to do an episode where we talked about the cosplay ball. Um, and we wanted to kind of just sort of say, give a shout out to it because it, we, we, there was a lot of pictures and videos up on the site showcasing what we saw. It was pretty it's pretty awesome and it pretty it really like you get the vibe that this is sort of the only thing that hasn't been like well touched by the industry machine Mm -hmm. yeah because yes there are certain aspects about it that it was like what the fuck am i watching this (laughs) is fucking awesome it felt like the cable access comic-con san diego show (laughs) yeah it did and which is really sort of endearing because like everything else has become so corporate and so like owned by studios it feels like Uh and celebrities to have something that really feels like you're in an auditorium in some old hotel room or or old hotel conference room and people coming out in their fucking handmade costumes with two sort of like lovable loser hosts oh those hosts they look like something out of like a besting show movie yeah like a christopher guest like like, yeah yeah, if christopher guest did like a cosplay thing this would that would be them yeah and like they couldn't control the room at all no that was ridiculous and it was a total like inside joke with everyone there that's why it was cool to see because it felt like a sort of smaller community within Mm -hmm. this giant two hundred thousand person fucking fuck fest of uh, branding and then you go there and like people were waiting to get into this we should say at noon we got there at, which is ridiculous and there's there was a small line it was maybe 10 people but the show didn't start till 8 p.m right and they wanted to be at the front and the funny thing about that was <laughs> i like did a little research and realized if you get a ticket for the ball itself you get in yeah you're in you're whether in. you're in the Period. front or the back you're in and by, by the time we showed up at like eight o'clock after seeing the x-men fucking banging fucking yeah. panel with channing tatum as the now fallen gambit <laughs> the now fallen we're gambit. like well we better get to the costume thing and we show up and they're letting in the line which and once they let in that which is huge. in hue it goes all the way around the yeah. whole top floor of the convention center and went hundreds down, and went of people down, and then went down and like outside down and outside yeah and then we get there and we wait and we wait to wait go to the bathroom come back out we go into the end of that line and we're like halfway in we're like in we're, we're not just in we're like at the halfway mark of uh hall ballroom what was it ballroom b whatever it was I forget. ballroom 20 yeah it was ballroom, ballroom 20. 20 
And so, and I've overheard some of like the convention workers saying like, oh, they do this every fucking year. They really want to like make it seem like it's this huge, like going to sell out. And like they said, like everybody gets in, everybody that wants to get in gets in. And it was just really funny to watch these people, these poor people. I was watching a woman changing a diaper. Like sitting there on yeah. the side of the fucking wall. You don't have to do that. Because you can nap. see there's giant monitors everywhere. Yeah. You don't need to be at up the at the very front. front unless it's you're just so, so into it. It's so nerd. And it's so sort of of the Comic-Con experience yeah. to like, well, we want to wait seven or eight hours yeah, for this. Yeah, that's what we do here at Comic-Con. Yeah. And there's so many cool panels and stuff that you're going to miss and forfeit by just sitting there yeah. for eight hours. And you paid the money for the badges. Right. And you had to drive there and get a hotel. Lord knows how you yeah, do that. Ridiculous. You know, and so you're going to sit there your whole Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one Saturday of Comic-Con. You're going to spend it like sitting there like a jerk. Yep. You know, and just like trying to stay out of people's way and like organizing bathroom breaks yeah. and food and shit. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And we got in. We had like we had a great time. Seats. We had great seats. We, had- <laughs> we showed up like right at like yeah, eight o'clock and like it didn't start. We didn't miss anything. And then yeah. we saw this really funny show. It was funny. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I was laughing. There was some really high production value, almost like musical theater. It was. It was stuff. like, because I don't know if you guys have seen the show, Cos, what's it called? Legends of Cosplay or yeah. League of Cosplay. But they go to Emerald City and they go to these other shows and it's always just people sort of marching out. This is my costume. This is the back of it. They get a little interview and they move on. But this, I don't know why this was never on the show. Maybe they couldn't get into San Diego or something, but it's a whole new level of sort of performance yeah. value and costuming. Yep. Because most of these guys, like a guy did a Mass Effect character and it was all brilliant sort of like mech suit mm-hmm. with fucking holographic bing bong. But he also had a whole monologue he did from the game and it's all lip synced. It's not, it's not like live monologue, but he yeah. had to have it all memorized and giving this speech of like rallying the troops. Mm-hmm. So he didn't just walk out there like, here's my cool suit. It took me all year. It's like, you have the suit and you better have the monologue and the, the performance the, and the performance and the background image and stuff and that was just one of the lesser ones there was like group acts that did these fucking huge productions the force awakens musical yeah they they did did a thing where it's like it was cosplay but it was sort of like super meta cosplay because there was a guy playing jj abrams at the star wars panel and cosplayers dressed up as cosplayers yeah of like luke and r2dt super meta meta. but it was literally like they had written a song a new uh, an original musical song well and then x-men the musical yeah they did they x-men issued the musical. a challenge to hugh jackman because he said on the tonys you're not gonna see a uh, wolverine, wolverine tapping. Do, tapping and and so they were like challenged met and they come out and they're doing it kind of like a 42nd street broadway tap musical, cabaret, cabaret five six seven eight yeah. kind of thing yeah or uh yeah totally Big like production that. value huge production it. and there's storm and there's wolverine yes. and there's cyclops and it's all the x-men portrayal from the 90s cartoon uh-huh. so it's the bright yellows and the bright blues and the bright greens and rogue with the big white hair mm-hmm. streak and you know and gambit and they're all tapping in sequence so cool in sync i mean think about what went into that and it's think a about big production huge production and they were clearly like a music troupe yeah and they fucking piece this together or what i think happened they were all watching the tonys together and they heard hugh jackman say that and we're like what's a better idea like just the nerdiness that goes into that yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing that like they saw that because they're all watching the Tonys. Mm-hmm. They know how to tap. They're in a group. They're watching the Tonys and they're watching Hugh Jackman host because they're of probably course. fans of X Men. Right. And so they go and then they put this huge number on and yeah. they're all in sequence and they're it's all in fantastic. sync, tapping and they have the song going and it's fucking it's that yeah. whole new level of cosplay. And then to have these fucking like cable access hosts. <laughs> and the funniest thing about that is the audience has sort of like taken over. And we didn't really understand what it meant when mm-hmm. they addressed it at the top of the show. Because they're like, okay, so we, because they do, okay, next act is number one or number four or whatever it is they introduce. And what the crowd like takes it over and goes, four, ha, 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 Whoo! And they're like, okay, after that, when you stop, because what happens is after like every fucking costume competitor right. they add something on it's like a thousand people yeah, chanting yeah. like number five ha 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 woo 
And then they go into Little John. So they go, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. John. And then they do like some other thing where they're like, gray pants, fucking like yeah. ninja. And like, it literally, it's like a thousand people and they keep going and you think they're only going to do it a handful of times, but they do it like 25 <laughs> times. And it just gets funnier because it feels like all the bad kids in the class yeah. showed up on purpose just and they're doing just to it fuck with those just to hosts. fuck with the two fucking hosts yeah. like it's not even to fuck with the whole production it's like just you two. Oh, and they get mad they're so mad they're yeah. so mad and i feel like they've done this for 10 years oh yeah maybe it, 20 maybe 30 maybe 30 and it's just gotten worse every year yeah. and it doesn't let up at all and then after like the 25th time it sort of falls off a little bit right. and then they feel all like empowered they're all like yeah see we knew you guys couldn't hold out to the whole show through right. the whole show and it's so funny because like if anything happened they would add that onto the fucking chant like they mispronounced someone's name they said like fuck fuckness or something because it was like a mm-hmm. it was a swedish name and they're like how do you say like fuckness and they were like oh what yeah gray pants fuckness and then oh like it's just like it kept adding like what is going on yeah. in here like it was the funniest one of the funniest nerdiest things because yeah, yeah. they really thought they were funny like oh, this they is thought they were hilarious. funny and clever and edgy it was just like I you mean, was gotta be kidding me it was like something parody and then in that contrasting the high high caliber of the performances and yeah. the, the work the craftsmanship on like oh, the yeah. bumblebee that they had come out i've yep. never seen a better transformer uh, cosplay than that never i've never seen something better wow. than that you know so it was just really fun and they did this whole like french revolutionary era oh right that X-Men. was cool yeah yeah and so there's all these like marie antoinette rogue marie antoinette storm yeah. and they had like a sort of french musketeer wolverine and it was just like really clever smart There's and well so done much creativity going into this stuff and out, for free i mean in this one the winner got five grand yeah so who it, was the winner we didn't stay because yeah, they did an intermission we'll and then we left posted. yeah yeah we left yeah <laughs> but they don't i mean there's not a lot like you don't see all over the internet after comic-con no this the stuff cosplay but you see all the panels and you see everyone talking about the announcements but it feels super in the know yeah it's super out of the loop yeah. and in the know Whereas, yeah, because some of this stuff, like this stuff should go viral almost. This stuff should have like and a million hits on YouTube. Does it? And I mean, we have it on our YouTube page. Yeah. A lot of the videos like the X-Men, the musical, the Force Awakens musical. And, but I, I didn't see it anywhere else. No. And there's so much stuff like that. Cause yeah. there, it's a whole show. Like you're not just going out. They, someone did an Into the Woods parody. That was pretty And it was cool. Yeah. But I'm like, now this is literally this just is, musical, we're theater. musical theater. We're right? watching a theater performance. Yeah. Like I guess it's cosplay if you're dressing up as the characters, but like yeah. it's not exactly a fanboy experience for starters. And yeah. two, like you are all clearly classically trained people. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. you're all part of a theater troupe. Right. You know? So it's like into the way into the woods cosplay. Into the woods. I don't think you can constitute that as cosplay. Yeah, that's like, it's, a musical theater. Yeah, and performance. you just you want it to get seen by people. It's a good forum. Right. And if you get in because you're good, then okay. But it's like yeah. you should just be doing theater. Right. You know I mean? right, like, right. This is a cosplay competition. Here? Yeah. What are you doing here? You know, this is a, not the theater competition. But it was super fun to be a part of and to see it. I'm glad we got to see it. And we were really like, are we going to get in? Are we going to get in? It was yeah, like, we, we got in. It was like a fucking the whole opposite, like bottom half or back half of the theater was empty. And yeah. then it ended up sort of filling up as right. it started. But all those people just sort of moseyed in. Like, can I come in? They're like, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Lots of room. They, I mean, that whole thing where they tried, and this is so the spirit of comic-con anyways comic-con comic-con they, they make <laughs> they make it feel so elitist and like so exclusive be, it's very exclusive you have to wait in line you have to camp out everything has to be waited for ridiculous and most yeah. of it you can get in and like for us having the press badges we could get into some stuff also that we didn't even really yeah. try to push at we didn't even realize like what we could and what we could not get into having the badge right. But even for people that just have an attendee badge, like there's stuff you'll probably get into outside of Hall H that you're you might not have to wait yep. your all all weekend for, you know. And that's all of like the nature of the show. Yeah. People see the numbers and just getting around that exhibition, we really thought like, Oh, we'll go on Sunday. We'll go Sunday to the exhibition floor right. and get all of that in oh, then. And, and it was fucking crazy. Couldn't have been worse. Couldn't it, have been worse. We have that's another thing we have video on our site of yeah. the floor, just how how packed, packed it, it is how you couldn't move no if you had claustrophobia or any sort oh. of like social disorder or, or had something a kid 
with the stroller. Which we, we saw about that on our other dozens podcast. of. Yeah. yeah, it was unmanageable. And I remember I went back to the Lego thing. I think I talked about that. And like, it just things were absolutely picked through like locusts. Yeah, but everyone was still there. We thought, oh, Sunday people there'll be a big drop off. You nope. know, people will have to no leave way. on Sunday. No, the only time I wish we should, I would go to the floor is that Wednesday preview night. Because everything's fresh, everything's new, everything's up yep. for the first night. You can walk around. And you, there's and, lots yeah. more room to walk. You can get your pictures of all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. You can go and search out new little ding-dongs you want to purchase, you know. Right. But you I, can I'm talk fucking, to vendors, too. Yeah, you can talk I mean, to people. The vendors aren't talking to anybody by this point. They're like, they've They're had burnt it. out. They're, all their stuff is picked through. Yeah. Like, I remember getting that Sherlock blind box. Yeah. Waiting in line because we wanted it. It was a gift. And I went... And it was Sunday, and I'm like, do you have any of the blind boxes left? And they literally have, like, a rotating fucking uh, monitor uh, or TV of, like, mm-hmm. what's still available. It's, like, sold out, sold out, wow. sold out, sold out. And I'm like, well, do you have that other little thing, t- figure for whatever? And then, literally, the girl was, like, digging around, and, like, she gave, she pulled out this, like, smushed, fucking crunched up hey, blind box. Like, we have, this is literally the last one in. But it's pretty cool. It's, it's for awesome. Mary, shout out to Mary. Yeah, shout out Mary. And it was for, yeah, it's for her. I guess she's a fan of Sherlock. This is a Comic-Con exclusive yep. product. And I was literally like, well, what do you got? Like, what do you got even left? And she's like, well, we don't have any of that stuff left. And then some other girl was there like rooting through things yeah. and like pulled out this like literally like this poor little box. It's like, <laughs> Lord <laughs> knows box. what it had been, what it had seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Very special Mary. It is. Mary it's like, who works with and, us. And, and she was literally like, do you want this? She was like, do you want this or? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's all that's left of your your Done. poor booth is like the I know Alamo. It's worth a ton. Yeah, it's probably worth day. thousands of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> good lord knows. Even smushed, even smushed and crunched up. Yeah, it has the little Comic Con exclusive on it. Yep, it's worth gonna sell. Well, so I think that uh, wraps it up for us. That about wraps it up. This we're gonna edition. see Rogue Nation, and we will have a lot to talk about with that next week. Yep. I will know whether or not I'm going to join Scientology <laughs> after that movie. I'll yeah. make my decision. And, uh, I mean, I think after that, the next one we're looking at is Fantastic Four. We're sort of marginally enthusiastic yeah, about it. We didn't even it. mention that when we were recapping that panel, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we did. Sure we did. We did. I well, no, so. in the other podcast, but not today. And I think it's because it's not one that we're, is right on the tip of our... still haven't been sold on it. Yeah. And we're hearing this one guy talk about it. He, there was, it, I guess the movie's being referred as a Trank wreck, like train wreck. <laughs> really? Josh Trank is the director. Oh. And apparently they had to go back and shoot a bunch of action sequences because mm. there weren't any. There weren't, Whoa. not enough at least to get you through a superhero uh, okay. movie. So yeah, they had to go after the fact and reshoot, or not reshoot, just sh- add in well. action sequences or something like this. And I've got to say, like these, they show these sort of like longer preview cuts each time. Mm-hmm. right and i still am not sold on it a hundred percent i mean it's a cast the only one that's interesting is what's his name who's in turn and jamie bell yeah jamie bell i mean everybody well miles teller i guess i mean but everybody else is just kind of like they're young they're way too young to play these parts yeah i don't know why they went in that like we want a bunch of young looking kids way young to play these scientists scientists and they do they show like reed richards as a kid like wounder kid and it's like but even still still, he'd still be 40 yeah Yeah, by the time you go into space exploration freaking 35 right at least not 22 or yeah right 24 (laughs) like spearheading a space exploration yeah Yeah, i guess i don't know kind of tired of that whole routine but yeah i just haven't been really sold on this movie i'm still gonna see it we'll see it we'll tell you what it's funny we passed you whether to go to it or not yeah we passed on terminator we didn't even see that one we completely passed passed on on it thankfully well it's one of those things like well we're not we don't we don't want to see it but we're still gonna see it to review it but we didn't even do that no we didn't we were like fuck this grateful i don't even necessarily want to see that for free i gotta be honest i don't even know if i want to see it for free there's several films that i won't even see for film for free including entourage including Uh, probably magic mike too i mean there's a bunch of them that came out this summer that i could give a fuck yeah on paper you're reading them like wow look at all these movies that come out but as they come out through like throughout these couple months you're like wait i don't want to see that i don't really want to see that either you're like what did i even see this summer i saw like five movies i thought i was gonna see all these fucking movies yeah you know I'll tell you what I do want to see, although I know you what you're going to say. You're going to say we don't need to see that in theaters, is the Sherlock, old Sherlock. Uh, Ian McKellen. With Ian McKellen. Yeah. That is already getting really good reviews and looks interesting. Yeah. So that's one that I mean, I, if it's a cool I mystery, I would probably see it's it in theaters. It's supposedly a cool mystery. Yeah. 
And those are those are engaging in theaters. Yeah, absolutely. a good mystery story, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's one to look out for. Yeah. There's only a couple movies left in the summer season. And Southpaw was a miss, apparently. Like, don't. Oh yeah, I didn't even see whether. Remember that? Yeah. I don't know what happened with it. Didn't hit the fucking you know top of the box yeah, office that I, week. We'll it was it was still Ant Man, and then what was that other fucking movie that was supposed to like take over Ant Man? Oh, it didn't. Pixels. Oh, Pixels. Pixels, if you didn't see oh, that my great God. review. That viral review of yeah. Movie Bob. That guy committed, man. Uh, and that yeah, shit, that that shit got more traction than the movie. Yeah, the movie did come in second, but I guarantee it's not going to continue. I mean, it's a wonder how Adam Sandler still has a career, frankly. Yeah, especially one like this, where it's like, make any movie you want. Yeah. For, and like, you know, his like, average budget is $80 million. What? $80 million. Jesus. That's for. Did you know, they make blended. money? No, not they yet. I don't think they recouped it. Um, I don't think they recouped outside of Grown Ups. Grown Ups made money. Grown Ups yeah. one and two made money, but his, yeah, people are mad about going pixels. to Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, what else do you do? Yeah. Like, dude, take a hint, man. Why beat a dead horse? Well, uh, that's it for us, folks. I'm gonna go hit the nay nay. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll hit that whip. And watch me, Nai Nai. See you Thanks later, everybody. See you, faithful Mojadians. Cheers. Mojadians. Cheers.